This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Well, the draft is right around the corner, so things could change, not dramatically, but slightly. But I still think it's not a bad time to play little contenders or pretenders around the NFL. And I mean contenders for the big tamale. Not just a division, not just a playoff appearance. I mean, the thing we actually—you got a about. chance. You could yeah. lift this Lombardi Trophy over your head, or not. And let's start in the obvious places: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a contender right off the mm-hmm. bat. Very active offseason for them, as far as just bringing the band back together. Literally every starter, I think, is back <laughs> for that team. It's amazing. And Antonio Brown's still not there, but he technically wasn't a starter. And they also added depth by getting Giovanni Bernard and adding him to that backfield uh, with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. So that's a pretty formidable backfield that the Buccaneers have themselves. Tom Brady loves those stables of running backs that he can use in a multitude of ways. So, yeah, I think the Bucks are for sure slam dunk contender, no question about it. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, we laid it out there like – when you have Everybody's every, back, yeah. when you have everyone coming back, and you won the Super Bowl last year, and you really didn't even hit your stride until midway through the year, yeah, I mean, yeah. and you have the greatest quarterback to ever play the game playing quarterback for you, yeah, you're a Super Bowl contender. There's no doubt. Right. Last week, Keller and I went through power rankings of playoff teams who will make the playoffs next year, and we said it's basically a race for second place in the NFC. There's Tampa Bay, and then there's everyone else. You don't really know where everyone will fall, but. Tampa Bay is as clear-cut as you can be, and I would say it's Tampa Bay may be even more clear-cut coming out of the NFC than Kansas City is coming out of the AFC. And quickly, I'll ask this question. like, If the bet was out, um, Tampa Bay versus the field to make the Super Bowl in the NFC, I don't think it's too crazy to take to Tampa take Bay. Tampa Bay no. I mean, one against, what, 15 other teams, I suppose it is? Like, that's not nuts to make that bet like it's really I'd, not i'd take that bet and then i mean you guys don't i don't bet but like mm. I, I it wouldn't shock me at all to do that and then even more so the next level say tampa bay versus the field for the super bowl yeah right i mean i probably wouldn't even hesitate to do the nfc one the, the super bowl you pause maybe say patrick mahomes is on a revenge tour but really i mean i really think that tampa bay is the clear-cut winner for the nfc well, switching it over to that guy that might be on the revenge tour, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs contenders or pretenders, another obvious contender as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I think these two teams are the most obvious contenders. You really could potentially poke a hole in any of the other teams I think we're going to go through here, but I think these two are completely solid. Um, you guys talking about bets, uh, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to putting in a bet for a rematch as far as the Super no, Bowl is yeah. concerned. It would not shock me. Uh, and it's been a long time, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Chiefs Buccaneers once again running it back in this year's Super Bowl. Yeah, I really wouldn't be surprised either. Um, and Jacob, you made the great point of you know the Chiefs possibly on a on a revenge tour. Um, I think that's in Mahomes more importantly on a, on a revenge tour, and I think that's um, a very good point. I think they're probably pa- you're right because of the last two times and the only two times Mahomes met Brady in the playoffs, he got sent home. Right in the AFC Championship game. And then in the Super Bowl, so this would be he he wants he wants to be Brady, and I assume you're running out of chances to do it because yeah, of just because of Brady's age, sure. But I mean, maybe he'll play forever. Who knows? But still, 
He'll yeah. retire first, Brady or Mahomes. And is that a legitimate know, the, question? The, uh, the chances are slimmer even still because he's on the other side. You have yeah. to get to that final game to, to potentially even play him. him. Right. So, uh, but I do think he wants to potentially have that notch on his belt whenever Brady does walk away that he was able to beat him in a playoff game. Yeah, and I mean, it's crazy too. And I think the Chiefs are running out of chances to do it. I know that sounds crazy, wow. but at some point they're going to – you know, you're going to have to kind of not blow it up, but you know, you got to think about guys like Kelsey. I mean, they're getting older. You know what I mean? Like there's no way you can probably keep, um, you know, you can keep Tyreek Hill that you can keep, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to completely, you know, tank or anything like that, but in a couple years, this might be a very different chiefs team too. Um, not to say that they can't build a, a draft around whoever it is. And when you have Mahomes, you always got a shot. But, I mean, you just got to think about that sort of thing, too. Maybe Mahomes is thinking in the back of his head, like, not that I'll never get to the Super Bowl again, but maybe with this group of guys, this is one of my last chances. So, um, to answer the question, yeah, I mean, they're a definite contender, probably the favorite in the AFC. I think that's a fair bet to take the, the Chiefs versus the field to make the Super Bowl in the AFC. When you are the two-time defending AFC champion and the only significant pieces you lost are – offensive lineman who you have chosen to cut and they still those two guys eric fisher and the other guy i'm blanking on his name are still unsigned so Mitchell schwartz right, schwartz, yeah. schwartz right so it's it's i've seen it's it's possible that those guys still come back to kansas city in, in the similar way that vince williams is coming back to pittsburgh you know you're you still have your quarterback you still have a solid defense you have all the offensive weapons possible that pat mahomes could throw to or hand off to there's no reason to believe that they that they would take a step back maybe right now. I mean, I, I was shocked, Helen, that you think that it's possible that they could be running out of chances. Maybe in like a Dan Marino sense where he's still the best quarterback oh, in the regular I mean. season. Yeah, that would just be such a shame, don't you think, to see that two great quarterbacks such as Marino and Pat Mahomes kind of have such success early on, but they can never capture it f- for the rest of their career. The Green Bay Packers, the other uh, side of the Final Four in the NFC, the runners-up for the NFC Conference, losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the championship game last year. I have them as pretenders, honestly. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers gets you know another year older. Um, and, and you know we've seen this movie kind of a lot. And <laughs> I, I think Green Bay makes the playoffs. I think they're an absolute lock to make the playoffs. And, hell, even, even to win a game or two and get to the NFC Championship game yeah. again. But... Just for whatever reason, they're not able to get over that hump since they did uh, back in 2011 when they played the Steelers and won their Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers' only Super Bowl and his only appearance. They just haven't been able to do that despite being uh, almost every single year. There's a couple years where they're not, but almost every single year in the regular season, they look like the most dominant team in the league for at least some stretch of the regular season. And, And, you know, you really thought that 2020 was going to be the year they finally got over that hump. They got the NFC Championship game at home. First time in Rodgers' career that he played the NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. You know, crazy crowd, even despite COVID. There was not the restrictions that they had in in, uh, Wisconsin. I don't think they were being obeyed at Lambeau Field that day. It was a loud crowd, and it was a cold Lambeau day, but Tom Brady comes up there and he beats them. So Mm -hmm. I've seen this movie too many times, you know. Yeah. I don't think they really improved significantly in the offseason. They kind of just stayed the same, and I just don't think they're going to be a real contender this year for a Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not going to fall for the trick again. I hear you. I mean, can you really say if you make it to the NFC Championship game that you're not a contender? I understand the point that you're making, and I get that you're probably not 
going to, you know, this question is, are you going to contend for a Super Bowl or not? But if you make it to the NFC Championship game, I think you are probably contending for a Super Bowl. But with that being said, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, wh when you look at the Packers, like you said, we've seen this song and dance before. We've seen, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, um, you know, not that he's not great because he is. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is fantastic. Um, and, and last year, you know, he proved it yet again that he's, you know, pretty damn good. But, you know, you made the point, Tom, that, you know, since 2011, they haven't gotten there, um, you know, one time since then. And, and, you know, some Steeler fans think that they have it bad. And, and, you know, you only have three playoff wins in a decade and you, you've been you haven't been to a Super Bowl in 10 years, whatever it is. Well, Aaron Rodgers has only been to one Super Bowl. I mean, that's pretty crazy. And so with, with that being said, um, you know, I think I'm with you, you know, and they have a tendency to um, not exactly draft well either. I mean, we'll see what they do this year. But, you know, with the whole thing last year with with taking um, Bryce Love uh, that they're not Bryce Love, uh, Jordan Love, Jordan Love, the right. quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that just boggles your mind. It could have been another guy to help um, Rogers out not only last year, but this year and moving forward. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, you're a contender if you make it to the NFC championship game. But again, they haven't been there since 2011, so no, they're you know I don't see how they can be a real contender to go there again. Wild to think that because I mean, following you want to talk about Dan Marino type of early success. I mean, after they won that Super Bowl, the Packers went 15 and one, but lost in their first appearance in the playoffs, so the divisional round against the Giants on their way on Eli Manning's way to winning his second. <laughs> And to go 15-1 after winning the Super Bowl, I mean, even though they didn't win a playoff game, you're still thinking, okay, this guy, this isn't going to be a Dan, Dan Marino type thing. He's gone 15-1. and one. This is a legit quarterback. But it's weird to think that I think previous to this past season, Aaron Rodgers had appeared in three or four uh, NFC Championship games, and all of them were on the road. And this was his first one at home in Lambeau Field, and it was against Tom Brady. But it didn't matter. There was no home field advantage for Rodgers. It was Brady all the way. And it's just weird to think that this guy could be on that path for a Dan Marino-type career of early, early success, going to the Super Bowl early and never making it back. You keep saying Dan Marino-type career but you know, the two guys won a Super Bowl, so not as bad as Yeah, not nearly as bad. Not. I mean, Dan Marino would take any one of their rings, for sure. The Buffalo Bills, the runner-up in the AFC, I have them as a contender mm -hmm. because I just think that this is a young team on its ascension. Uh, I think that their running game needs to be improved just slightly, but other than that, they've got good receivers. They've got a stud at quarterback. They've got a solid running game. Again, could be better. They're not really committed to it, though. I mean, mm -mm. they don't really like to run the ball. They like to use Josh Allen in that running game as well, which is a dangerous part. And it's a good defense from every single level, very consistent and very solid. And, you know, was a defense that got themselves in a rock fight against the Baltimore Ravens last year in the playoffs and was able to play that kind of yep. game where, you know, you got ugly and it was 3-3 forever and you were the unit that ended up making the play, the big 99-yard touchdown. The biggest play of the game. To, to, I know that the Bills offense did score a touchdown and make it 17-3, to but you swung that game as a defense. And, you know, for a team that, you know, identity kind of presented itself as offense as that season progressed last year, when it counted most in that game against the Ravens, they were able to step up with that defense, and that was really a sign that showed that they were 
you know, ready to take that next step towards contention that got them to the final four that got them to championship weekend. And I think they'll get there again this year and they have a good chance to dethrone those chiefs and potentially get to the Super Bowl. I think bills are a contender for sure. I do too. Um, I think they're a contender and I made the point, um, Jacob and I had them, what do we have them at two, two I, I believe yeah. in, in, in the AFC power rankings. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that's the case again. I mean, when you look at the chiefs, um, I mean, you look no further than, than Josh Allen. I mean, the dude is, he's a problem um, for, for a lot of defenses. He, and I made the point last week, he's got an absolute bazooka for an arm. He's so athletic. He can run the football. He helps in the running game, even though, you know, they don't necessarily rely on the running game. It helps when you have a quarterback that can carry it, you know, five or six, seven times, whatever it is. Um, he can run away from the pocket too and, and get out of trouble with his legs. That's a huge help. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the Bills are on the rise. And, you know, you made the point about the defense, Tom. I think they're – I'm not saying they're a great defense. I know you didn't either. But um, they, they are good enough, you know, and it's, they just got to play good enough to, to, you know, not allow the other team to score, you know, 30 points, whatever, because the Bills' offense, as we've seen, can put those types of numbers up. And, you know, we'll see where they go. But, yeah, I definitely think they're a contender. I think Josh Allen really proved to a lot of people that he is here to stay. Right. Um, there was a lot of criticism of Josh Allen early on in his career. Um, Wasn't not so accurate. Much, yeah. Couldn't throw the ball deep. Not so much anymore. No. <laughs> not no, at all. I think a lot of that has to do with the arrival of Stephon Diggs, too. Sure. I mean, you didn't really have a go-to number one receiver in his first two years, but Stephon Diggs has clearly helped that team a lot. And I think Sean McDermott, too, is just an overall great coach. He's a great fit in Buffalo. He kind of fits the system really well. And I'm just I'm just waiting for the day that, you know, Josh Allen can kind of elevate his game or elevate his, his will to win, I guess, to the level of Pat Mahomes because in the AFC Championship game we saw, it never really felt close. I don't know what the final score was. I don't think it was a blowout but it never really felt competitive. And it was kind of a letdown because I thought these were the two best teams in the AFC, if not the two best teams, maybe two out of the best three teams in the entire NFL uh, going up against each other for a chance to play in the Super Bowl. And it was kind of a dud. It was just kind of Kansas City all the way. And I'm just, I think that they are still contenders, Buffalo, but it's, it's a matter of can they get over that hump of the Goliath standing in their way in Pat Mahomes. I said the Packers were not contenders uh, just a little bit ago. Team in the NFC, I think, that is second to the throne to the Buccaneers, and I think our contenders are the L.A. Rams. I think that that's a team that has a lot of talent. Really? You you would have the Rams over the Packers? Over the the Packers. I think the Rams' defense is far superior to the Green Bay Packers. And I think back to, yeah, these two teams played in the playoffs last year against each other and the Rams, you know, <laughs> didn't do too well, but I think if you drop a Matt Stafford in the Rams, you think hands, you believe enough in Matt Stafford to kind of, carry I, I that do, team I do. I, I think that they could have been a better team than the Packers last year. And in that playoff game, mm-hmm. other than what Goff or Wofford gave them in that game. So, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, I it think doesn't that change overall, what you saw the, from Rogers though, because team- Rogers was still Rogers. But do you think, uh, but what I'm saying with the Rams is I think the team around Stafford is far superior than the team around Rodgers. And I think that the Rams getting an upgrade at the quarterback position was massive. The Packers really haven't upgraded their other position in needs. Their defense still doesn't do much for you, whereas the Rams defense is going to be one of the best in the league this year. And 
you know, I, I think they're going to even, you know, lean on it more so than they have in the past couple of years to be kind of that identity of the team. And, you know, if your defense is your identity when you have a Matt Stafford on the offense, I think that the Rams can go very, very far. So I have the Rams as a contender. And, you know, you're surprised okay. by it, Jacob, and whatever. I'm cool with that. Yeah, because I believe that we had— We had the Rams at two. Or I did, anyway. Oh, you did? I did. Okay, wow. Then I, I miss I miss speaking then because I right now would just— I would have more confidence in Aaron Rodgers than I do have in Matt Stafford. I don't know. But do you have more confidence in the Rams than the Packers? No, because I have more confidence in Matt's in, in Aaron Rodgers than I do Matt Stafford. I think it boils down to that. It really boils down to the quarterback? Sure. Every time? Not every time, but when you're considering it's Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers over Matt Stafford. But like we said, you know, Aaron Rodgers has had that monkey on his back where he hasn't been able to to do what you're saying he's going to do. And sure, but he still get gets he still gets there. I mean, the Rams, yes, I mean. So you have them as pretenders. It's tough. I don't have them as no, pretenders. No, it's done. I'm not you, saying no, I have the Rams, the Rams as pretenders. I would still have the Packers as contenders along with the Rams. I mean, I don't think that's outlandish of me to say. It's a ludicrous. I, I definitely have the Rams as uh, contenders. Yeah, so do I. So um, do I. No, you don't. You I hate just the have Rams. the Packers also. You have the Rams as a contender for the number one overall pick, apparently. You hate them. <laughs> Three contenders for the Rams. I don't want to hear anything more out of Jacob's mouth about them. The Seattle Seahawks in the Rams division. That's a pretender right there. Yes. You know, their time is... Not done with Russell. They were Wilson, pretenders last year too, and they won the division. They're going into a not a rebuild, but a mini build back up. If that makes yeah. any sense, they need to retool some things around Russell Wilson before they can get to that contender status. But you know, I think last year, throughout the season, going into the season, they were a contender, Jacob, and then it was very apparent, kind of like the Steelers at the end of the year, that they were yeah. not who we thought they were, and. You know, Russell Wilson in the first five games of the year last year was lighting things up to the point where he was leading the he was, MVP race. Yeah, definitely. So he definitely cooled off pretty quickly, and uh, the Seahawks did ha as well when he cooled off. But, yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear. They're, they need to go to sleep for a year or two and build things back up before they can get to contender status. They could still maybe sneak into the playoffs this year, but I, I don't think they could make any noise. I mean, I could see them definitely making the playoffs, but again, we've talked about it so much on this show that that, that division is going to be so tough um, for any of these teams. I mean, we, we just talked about the um, the Rams. I mean, the same goes for, for Seattle. Um, I mean, it's a tough division, so – um, we, we think that they're contenders now, but again, you lose a couple games in that division, it, it's going to be tough. But um, yeah, I mean, when you look at Seattle, I just think you know they, they might get to the playoffs, but I don't think they have any real shot of, of going back to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl or anything like that. I definitely see them a, as a pretender, no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be the Rams coming out of the NFC West. It's just how much damage in the regular season can the Seahawks do or could inflict on those chances of being legitimate or being guaranteed. Oh, so you think the Rams are going to come out of the West? That's interesting since you hate the Rams so much. I do, you AFC know what? I'm just going to play into this, Tom. I'm going to say, yeah, screw the Rams. Matt Stafford couldn't do jack when he was in Detroit. Detroit. He had he had semi-decent coaches in Jim Schwartz and, and Jim Caldwell. Couldn't do anything with those guys. Had arguably the best receiver ever in Calvin Johnson. What, what do I have to believe in Matt Stafford for? 
What do I have to believe in him for? The Cooper Cup took a big step back last year. Robert Woods wasn't great. Cam Akers is a bust. <laughs> Get out of here with the Rams. Get out of here with the Rams. Not a bust. That was ridiculous. I'm gonna play into this if you want me to. Baltimore Ravens on the AFC side of things. They're pretenders too. Uh, I like Lamar Jackson. I think he'll have a very good year next year. Uh, I just don't think that they're going to be a- as good of a team as they were last year. I think they're going to take a step back and regress a little bit. Still definitely going to make the playoffs in my mind, but I just see them as a pretender. I see them as a wild card team, and I see them you know, winning maybe one playoff game max. But you know, I, unless Lamar Jackson can show me a significant improvement in his passing game, and unless the Ravens can go out there and get him a number one wide receiver, something that he's definitely been lacking. Not even a fr- he hasn't really even had a fringe number one wide receiver. You know, I'm going to continue to remain skeptical on them, and I'm going to say that they're pretenders. Yeah, I'm going with a pretender too. Um, not to say that they're not going to be a good football team next year because I think they will be. And um, you know, I think they're going to give the Steelers a, a tough run. Uh, obviously, we've seen that the last handful of years with Lamar Jackson. But I think for me, that's the biggest. Um, it's the biggest holdback for me is Lamar Jackson's inability to prove that he can really be an elite passer. Not to say that he has to be an elite passer for them to be a Super Bowl contender, but he's just not that type of quarterback. He is an electric um, athlete, and he does some fantastic, amazing things with the ball in his hands. But the thing that holds me back is his passing ability. The te- the thing that holds me back from that team is his passing ability. And, oh, by the way, there's not a lot of uh, wide receiving options there either. Um, so I think that's so one of the one worst for receiving me. cores in the entire league, I would say. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it, I doesn't, mean, it doesn't help that your quarterback – isn't a pass-first type of quarterback right. either. I mean, the thing with contenders versus pretenders is there are only so many legitimate contenders. You can't say every team that makes the playoffs is a contender. They give themselves to content the chance to contend for, but it doesn't mean they are legit contenders. I think Baltimore is a pretender here. I mean, to lose Ngakwe and, uh, and Matt Judon in the same year is going to be really detrimental to them, and they didn't do anything to help themselves and free agency in terms of bolstering up the wide receiving core to actually, you know, we talk about this, the Steelers being like a, a one-trick pony and in, in their offense being pass-heavy and, and ignoring the run. Well, how about the Ravens? Who's going to respect when Lamar Jackson is in the shotgun or is, is under center and with no running backs behind him? I mean, they're not, they're, they know there's no chance or at least very little chance they're going to make a deep threat down the field. I mean, it's just probably going to be a quarterback scramble by Lamar. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to be good. They're going to make the playoffs. I feel like they could win one game. But as you said, Tom, I mean, there's Lamar Jackson has done nothing to prove to anyone that he is a a playoff-winning quarterback. I mentioned when I was talking about the Ravens that I don't even have them winning the division. The team I do have winning the division is the Cleveland Browns, and this pains me to say this, boys, but – I think the Cleveland Browns are a contender as it stands right now. I think that they've got one of, if not the best running game in football. Looks like they're going to keep OBJ. Mm-hmm. And if they can figure out a way to make that work, their receiving core is nasty. Baker Mayfield needs to really figure out a connection with OBJ or you know, maybe not feel the need to force the ball to OBJ too, too much when he's healthy in the lineup. But if he can do that and continues to play like he did last year when OBJ went down – They've got great receiving cores and a quarterback that has the ability to get it to those receivers. 
They've got very good tight ends. I mean, <laughs> you, across the board, they're improving their offensive line almost every offseason, and I think they might improve it even more in this year's draft. And then you flip over to the defensive side of the ball, and they've got two dominant pass rushers on the outside. I know Clowney's not as good as getting to the quarterback, but he's still a force and in the run-stopping game. Miles Garrett's one of the best defensive ends in the NFL. They go out and they sign another starter in their secondary to to go along with Denzel Ward as far as, you know, one of the best secondaries in football potentially. So on paper, you know, it looks a little too good to be true. And I would be saying that if this was a team that was assembled, you know, in this just one offseason. But now, you know, this is two years into these kind of core players for these Browns and, I think they finally have the right head coach and Stefanski at the helm. And there's a lot of cohesion happening on this team that, you know, I, I think that the Browns on paper can be trusted more so than ever. And I think on paper, this team, you know, you guys were talking about how you did your rankings in the conferences. I would put them at number three right now in the AFC. And I think they're the uh, last contender in the AFC uh, between the chiefs, the bills and the Browns. We, I think we had them at four just because Indianapolis's division is a little bit, easier to tread than, than the Browns. But uh, I do agree that the Browns are contenders to, to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I really believe that. Uh, I mean, no one really gave them much of a chance against the Steelers. They proved everybody wrong there. And then they took the Kansas City Chiefs to the mat. Um, no no doubt about it. Um, so, I mean, you look at the Browns, like you said, Tom, you hit everything on and the they're head. They're better. Like, oh, they're better this year than they were exactly. last year. Exactly, and you no just doubt. described a really 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 good season for them last year and then yeah. they went out and improved so yes that's the steps you take when you become a championship yeah. contender i mean their defense last year was kind of viewed as a little bit of an achilles heel not to say that it was awful because it wasn't an awful defense but their secondary was really bad at times but now the the defense is i don't want to say it's necessarily a strength but my goodness does it look different having jadevion Clowney, having you think john johnson to win the division yeah, yeah. I, I mean at this point i, I think that's pretty fair I think you could maybe make an argument for Baltimore, but after the Clowney deal, I think they're definitely the favorite to win the division, no doubt about that. Yeah, I have them winning the division too. However, I'm not going to put them as a real contender because I think, as I said earlier, you can only have so many per conference, and I think the only appropriate number to have is two because those are the two that could make it to the AFC Championship or NFC Championship game. And I don't know if I believe in the Browns' ability to get past either A, Kansas City, or B, Buffalo I think it's going to be one of those two teams standing in the way for this team and I don't really have faith in them I think again they're going to win the division they could win a playoff game in the in the in the wild card round but once they have to travel to Buffalo or have to travel to Kansas City it's not going to be an easy task for them if they do get there I'd be I'd, I'd be very impressed I think they have a good team and yes Stefanski is probably the best thing to happen to them and what, the 25-year or 30-year history of this team since they've moved back to Cleveland. But it's still a it's still a question mark for me in terms of their actual contending qualifications. The Pittsburgh Steelers. No. Yeah, I don't want to – why are we talking about them? They're, oh, I know. You just no. this whole rant about how, oh, you can only have two contenders because that's a championship. No, they're not a contender. So I feel stupid to even ask, but no, they're not. No. Well, I mean, what, what has shown you, what has proven to you, or what evidence have you found that – can, you can make the argument that they that they should be able to contend for a Super Bowl this year. What would they have have What would they have to do by mid season point in twenty twenty one to have you change your mind? Go eight and no contender. Well, they they were eight no last year, and I think everybody said and they were I, contender, but they proved to be pretenders. Right, That's but they the but at the point at that point, 
there wasn't the loss, significant losses of defensive key defensive guys like Bud and and Mike and and Steve Nelson. And on the offense, I mean, you would you at that point at eight no, they were clicking. You know, James Conner, as we said, had what, through eight games, you know, five hundred some yards or four hundred some yards. Isn't great, but it isn't horrible. I mean, that's a lot better than what he the averages that he finished with and what the team finished with through 16 games compared to the, the first eight games. So it, they gave you every indication that they could be a winning team. But now, a year later, if they were to go 8-0, they'd say, okay, we're, we're winning despite our defense losing some guys, and maybe they, they don't skip us. They don't skip a beat without losing those guys, and maybe this first-round running back does come in and actually makes a difference, despite what people are saying about the 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 problem with drafting first-round running backs is that they don't always make the difference you want them to make. But if they go in, no, that means that those things are happening, and so then then I would say, okay, they could contend. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thank you, as always, for listening. Check us out at Steelers.com. All of our podcasts are there. You can download and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you do that. We really appreciate it. For Jacob Brecht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Opperman. Thank you as always. We'll talk to you next time.